so glad you're here. This is the Efficiency Bee Podcast, and I'm your host, Melissa Leone. This is the podcast where we talk about bold ideas to live a balanced life. We talk about things from time management and efficiency to organization, business, parenting, all of these things wrapped up into one. I hope you join me each week as we interview amazing people who work hard and do their best to make their own world a better place. You've heard of a queen bee, a honeybee, or a busy bee? This is Efficiency Bee. Hey, Julie, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Oh, I'm so glad that you're here. This should be really fun. Let's start. So you're you're in the H category of our of our bitch acronym, um, which is all about health and happiness. So I'm really looking forward to this. It's one of my favorites. Uh, let's start with a brief introduction of who you are and where you come from. Sure. Well, I just recently moved back to my hometown of Wheeling, West Virginia, and I am a certified life coach, author, professional declutterer, and organizer. And I also hold a podcast. You do. What podcast is that? It's called Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out because I'm super passionate about people decluttering their lives. That's awesome. And what kind of things do you talk about on your show? It's, I would call life coaching, but the vehicle that I use is clutter. Mm -hmm. So for example, my definition of clutter is it's anything that prevents you from creating the life you choose, deserve, and desire. So it's more than just the physical stuff. You can have mental clutter, emotional clutter, spiritual, financial health, you Mm -hmm. name it, it can be clutter. Yeah. Isn't that true? I, I was thinking the other day about my kids. I have, I have three young ones. They're seven, nine, and 11. And every day I go into their room in the morning and Mm I, you know, move any dishes that they may have snuck in that they weren't supposed to, which they love to do. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, pick up dirty laundry. I still have them help with a lot of it, but because they're very little, I still do a lot of it for them. And I found myself thinking, am I helping them or hurting them by do this? And like, Almost instantly, I thought to myself, you got to give them an environment where there's no clutter so that they can think. <laughs> that was like yes. the first thing that I thought. Um, what do you think about that? I think I agree with you. And I believe that there are age appropriate things you can do with kids at all levels. Because when I work with adults, they didn't learn these skills as kids, mm-hmm. right? No shame or blame on that. It's just reality. And so if you learn those skills as kids, it's going to help you l- later on in life. And, you know, there are people, especially if I work with someone's creative, say, oh, but Julie, you know, I know it's it's chaos, but I can't think in a, you know, chaos helps me be creative. And I will argue till the cows come home mm-hmm. that that is not true and that you will have more clarity and there are ways that we can organize projects and do things that still give you not a sense of chaos, but, you know, we can just still let you have that feeling, but that you're organized and cluttered. I'm, I'm like that with everything. I mean, everything from my pantry to my closet and everything in between. Now, granted, I do hire professional organizers because as organized and structured as I am, I do believe there are certain things that only professionals can help with. I really do. Um, and as silly as it sounds that I couldn't organize my own pantry, it is way more efficient now that she's done it than when I tried to do it myself. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing that's most important, especially if you do it yourself or you're working with someone is it has to work with your natural habits Mm -hmm. because sometimes people say, Oh, like, you know, I have to con Marie this. Well, you know, not everyone can hold a 
tube of garlic and ask if it brings me joy, right? <laughs> so you have to find what works best for you. Like the example I like to use a lot is I alphabetize in my phone by first name. You know, mm -hmm. 95% probably do by last name, but for whatever reason, for my brain, it works better to do it by first name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are, there just are those things that make life a little simpler and it takes less energy, right? To mm -hmm. get through, <laughs> it takes me less energy to put it back in its place and reorganize it once a week than it does to try to go through it every day and try to find yes. where is like my son loves cinnamon toast, right? Like mm -hmm. toast, yeah. butter, cinnamon, sugar. If we don't put that cinnamon sugar back where it belongs, I will have a meltdown in the morning. I just right. don't have the emotional capacity to look for the damn cinnamon sugar right and you know and that kind of sets your day especially if it's first thing in the morning you don't yeah. want to start out like that you want to be calm prepared for the day you don't be going crazy looking for cinnamon sugar totally it's just like the little things that could get you to right like where are my keys how many gadgets are out there in the world to help people find their keys i mean it's crazy you can find one any any like Walgreens on the planet mm -hmm. because people forget stuff like that. So I, I'm a huge fan. I'm on board with the whole idea of cleaning your clutter. So how did you get into this? Well, I was, had been living in Los Angeles and then I moved out. I got a job working telecommuting and I'd moved to Raleigh, North Carolina. And so then the, uh, I, the company went under, so then I got a job at a nonprofit and within a couple of weeks I knew it was, I don't believe in mistakes. I believe in lessons learned, but I'm like, this place is crazy town. So I thought, what could I do where I could support people and I got to make money. I'm single. I've got to support myself. I want to make a difference in people's lives. And I was like, you know what? You've always helped people organize. And I'll never forget if, you know, business people listening, and I'm sure you've mentioned it before, score is a great resource if you were starting a business and I'll never forget, they were like, you want to do what? And I'm like, yeah, it's for real. I'm like, people do this for a living. And they, you know, they were older and they were just fascinated by that. But I thought that's what I'm going to do. And then it kind of evolved for me. My business was first called Healing Through Organization. And I don't recommend changing your business name. But <laughs> then I started with a client and she said, can we just talk? And I was like, absolutely. You know, you're the client. So we ended up I, you know, work usually in blocks if it's the physical clutter of about four hours. And we ended up talking for about three. And I'm telling you, in that last hour, we got so much work done because she was able to kind of work through why she was holding on to things. I was like, okay, you need to go get certified in coaching. This is obviously something that's going to support your business. And so it kind of got me and I've always been into personal development and personal growth. And that kind of, it all came together. And I was like, you know what? The clutter is so much more than the physical stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. What a nice story. And so how long have you been doing this now? Since 2009. Wow. It's like before it was cool to be an organizer. Well, you know, in where I was in Raleigh, we had a lot. But what's really great about this is I started my business after I just had turned 40. And so I'm a huge fan of women entrepreneurs, and it's never too late to do it. So absolutely go for it. Yeah, I agree completely. I started my business when I was 38. I'm 40 now. So I feel like I feel like I didn't know what I wanted to do until then, you know, mm -hmm. um, and even still, I'm still growing through it. But I think I think there's a lot that can happen in the second second quarter, third quarter of our lives, I guess, <laughs> depending upon how long we live um, to make that all go down. I think that's pretty awesome. 
And you're an author. I am. I am. I have 15 books. And 15 I've, books. Julie, where do you find the time to write 15 books? Well, you know what? Um, you, I'm sure you have a book coming out. You know, the, one of the main ones was based on the podcast or like these are the subjects that people seem to be most interested in doing. And mm-hmm. then I created, I'm a huge fan of journaling because, you know, we get close our eyes and we get centered. We all have the answers within. I view my job as helping people to bring those answers to light, but journaling is such a great tool. So I have an entire series on journal prompts to help people declutter. And then I was like, oh, I need to do some people like, you know what? I need a shorter challenge. So I came up with the 21 day challenge to declutter your life. And I love writing and I'm super passionate about it. That's awesome. So walk me through some of the 21 days to declutter. Can we talk through some of that? Sure. So it's very basic. It starts out at the beginning, like, you know, what's most important to you? What is it that you want to create? And then I do a, an awareness because awareness plus action equals change. So it's become aware. What's your physical clutter? Mm-hmm. And then what's the action we're going to take on that? And so we do that through 21 days. And then we set three steps we're going to take and then kind of rinse and repeat. But the what's most important is let's pay attention. What exactly is my clutter? Cause not everyone can say that. Like if I were to say to you, what's your emotional clutter? You might be like, Oh, I don't know. But if right. we ask some questions, I said, Oh, you know what? I tend to fly off the handle. If someone cuts me off in traffic or I have that knee jerk reaction, or I immediately, if someone says something that's not a compliment or is a constructive criticism, I immediately become a ball a puddle of cheers because I'm so upset. Well, let's, what's, what is that? Let's work on that and figure that out. And so we have the awareness and then we take action. Well, what is it that I need to do? Maybe I need to strengthen my self-esteem because I automatically become upset about things. Or if I'm angry all the time, what's it about? Cause it's not about the person cutting me off on traffic. I think I need to do a little bit of work here and figure out what I'm really upset about. Psst. Guess what? We did it. Two Cents Consulting just launched our very first online class. It is 100% web-based, six modules to teach the small business owner everything they need to know about being their own chief financial officer. This course is set up with everything from business banking to reading financial statements and everything in between. We have set it up so that it's completely self-paced halfway through the course. And then at the very end, you also get to sign up for a one-on-one session with Leanne or I so that you can ask the specific details of your business. We're running it at 50% off for a very limited time. We would love to have you come on over and check it out. Our website is twocentsconsulting.com slash CFO course. Hope to see you there. And what type of results are you seeing from clients that you've been working with on this? Awesome. I mean, I think what gets me the most excited is when they have those aha moments. You know, I'll share something that's kind of typical that I love. So I was working with a client. She had these uh, really like two or three feet high. And I was like, what are these papers? And she said, oh, you know, those are articles that I've cut out to send to people. You know, maybe it was a recipe or they were interested in hiking, an article. And I said, well, how long have you had these? And she's like a couple years. So anyway, we ended up talking and working through it. And then all of a sudden she says, I'm afraid if I don't send people articles and keep in touch with them this way, then they won't love me anymore. And as soon as she 
said that out loud. She knew it was a lie and we were able to recycle the whole pile. So it's things like that that gets me jazzed. Or, you know, when a dining room table is cluttered and it's causing friction in a marriage and they can declutter that and get organized and it brings peace into the household. That's the stuff that gets me really excited. Yeah, that's awesome. And it is true. I mean, sometimes you have to say your truth out loud because it's you can't hear it over the noise in your head sometimes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? It's like, sometimes I feel like that where something's bothering me and I can't figure out exactly what it is because there's so much other stuff happening in my life. It's the kids are going on over here and I got work going and I got this or whatever. And I have to like really sit in what is bothering me. What is, what has got me all worked up here? Yeah. Um, And then the other thing to ask yourself well, whose voice is that, right? Because I'll share an example. I was told, I'll never forget this, you know, teachers, you have an impact on kids. I was told in junior high that I stunk at art, right? And so that's something that stuck with me for a really long time. And then mm-hmm. I was in Massachusetts, I was a nanny and I was taking classes in Cambridge and I was like, you know what, I'm going to try oil painting. You know what? I'm not that bad of an oil painter. I'm actually pretty decent. And my mom started painting watercolors when she was in her fifties. And so that was like doing the oil myself and seeing my mom do it. It helped me get over that false belief that I stunk at art because someone in junior high, a junior high teacher told me that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy how we can hold on to that stuff that like the other person who said it has never thought twice about it. Right. Even, even an hour later, they didn't even remember that they said it and you can hold on to stuff like that for a lifetime. Absolutely, you can. And then, you know, you have to look at what it, it's not just teachers, what the society, family, friends, you know, we get it from all different angles. Yeah, for sure. I definitely have some bruises from peers in that, um, in that time frame. you know, that that's formative years between junior high and high school. And I've, I've thought about this and talked about this so many times, but it, it really is interesting to me that the two year or three years of junior high, depending upon if it's six, mm-hmm. seven, eight, um, and then the four years of high school are imprinted in our brains so heavily with with Sharpie mm-hmm. that that those people still provoke some type of an emotional reaction to us. But people who have come and gone in my life in the last 20 years don't have the same impact on me. Um, and I just find it really interesting. Like we go to high school reunions. I don't, there's no like college reunion that I'm aware of that I'm missing out on, but there's something about those years that just gets people. And I'm certain it's all because of hormones, but wow, it means something. Oh, absolutely. It's such a, such an interesting thing to like, look at just human behavior in general on that. And if something major happens during those times, it can have, it can have major impact. It really can. I mean, you know, interesting coming back to my hometown as an adult and, you know, running into people that I haven't seen for 30 years and you do, sometimes you just immediately go up. I feel like that kid in junior high or high school again. And I'm like, okay, let's bring it to the present moment and, you know, get back to it. Yeah, definitely. My husband and I went to high school together. Um, we didn't date in high school, but, but we knew each other. We've known each other since we were 14. Wow. Um, and we have friends that we went to high school with. And so the people who have stayed our friends as adults 
I, I have memories of them as an adult, but the moment a new person gets brought into the group that came from our high school, all I can picture <laughs> is these people with acne in high school. <laughs> oh, how funny. Mm-hmm. I can't remember that they are 40 something year old adults with children. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so fun. And I, I do think that a lot of that is emotional clutter that people hold on to. Mm-hmm. And if you can start to move past maybe not forget it, but like release it so that it's not so loud in your head. Yeah. Let it go. It's clutter because it's preventing you from moving forward. You know, if you shrink back into that 13 or 14, 15 year old, you know, that's usually not productive. It's usually not good. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like I, unfortunately in junior high and high school and and a woman in when I was in my 40s and 50s, you know, the mean girls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something that can definitely scar you f- through life. And definitely. so, but like, you know what? If you don't release that, then you're going to be challenged to have trusting and wonderful relationships as an adult. Yeah, absolutely. I I had a mean girl incident um, in my late 30s that actually I took all of that energy and created a business. And I can't say I created the business in the podcast because of her, but I can say that that adrenaline, that energy that I was feeling of I, I gotta do something with this, it it gave me momentum to to create something. And now having her out of mind, but something so beautiful in the process, like sometimes you just have to go through those things and um come out all the better for it. At least in my case that's the way it worked out. I agree a hundred percent. You know, the impetus for me starting my business is I used to call the place crazy town, the nonprofit. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to go out and get another job. If I start my own business, it can't be worse than this. So I'm going to go for it. Yeah, that's awesome. I was in um, Greece in January of 2020, just before everything went Uh. crazy. And this man on the street was selling stuff because you know that's what they do near the Parthenon Mm -hmm. there's like it's tourist trap so they're trying to get everything they can and this man didn't speak any English but he was selling me a anklet that has the evil eye on it Mm -hmm. which is this Greek symbol for keeping away jealousy and I bought it from him and I have worn it ever since on my ankle and I look at it all the time and I think it's not about what other people are thinking about you. Just do your own thing. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I had that problem until I realized I wanted to work against it and say, so what if I sound stupid on a podcast and no one listens? So what if I put myself out there in a business and no one buys it? I'm doing it, right? And no, like that's all I can do is I, I'm doing it and no one else is. So um, I want to share something. I'm glad you brought that up. First of all, I'm looking at my evil eye. You Greece have one on, too? I, I'm looking at it right now. And I, I, my mother went to Greece and that's on my bucket list to go to Greece. And so mm-hmm. I've got my big old evil eye up here on the, uh, on the bulletin board. So I'm going to share it. I said, oh, should I share this on a podcast? And now that you brought it up, I'm going to go for it. So today I had my mastermind in the morning and she said, oh, check out this book. I said, you know, why don't you check out your books and see if you got any more reviews? Well, I got my first, I don't know when it happened because I don't check stuff regularly. I got my first one star review. And so I was 
texting people and I said, well, I'm going to consider it a badge of honor. Right. And, you know, I'm going to admit my feelings are hurt because I'm like, oh, you put yourself out there. But I'm like, come on. People have said to me, your voice sucks when they've listened to me on YouTube. They, you know, said things about my podcast. And so I said, okay, I got to get back to equilibrium. I'm going to go walk with my husband. I'm going to text people. And then before I got off, I was like, I'm going to go and look at other authors. I'd like, like, is it, is it, how do you say her name? Breen Brown, Brene, oh, yeah, Brene Brown, uh-huh. Brene Brown. And I'm like, okay, Brene Brown got one stars. Okay. So I'm considering this a badge of honor. I'm like, I'm going to be hurt for a moment. Um, and I'm going to have my list of how awesome I am and all the thank yous people have written me and say how you've helped me change my life, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I'm going to get back to it because it's easier to criticize someone and be safe and not put yourself out there. So if you're someone that wants to write, go for it. You're probably going to get a one-star review at some point and just keep moving forward because then it's like, okay, this book has, this particular one has five other ones. So, you know, five stars. So just that's someone you're not going to resonate with everyone, but don't let it stop you from supporting people who need you. I, it's spot on. I mean, anytime you put yourself out there publicly, you're going to, you're not going to be made for everybody and mm-hmm. that's okay. There's a lot of people who you are made for and right. my book hasn't published yet, but I, it keeps me up at night sometimes worrying about it, that other people are going to read my words and think, what is this girl think she's talking about? It's, it's just human nature, but at the same time, I'm still going to do it. <laughs> yeah, you have to because people need it. And, you know, I was grateful because they didn't write, you know, usually there's a critique or whatever. And I thought, well, you know, I'm at least grateful for that. Because sometimes, you know, even if you have thick skin and, you know, what other people say is about them, how you respond is about you. It can be really people can be vicious. Yes, I agree. And it's man, there are, the Internet has opened up the world mm-hmm. of um, stones to be thrown at you. So I I applaud you for putting yourself out there so many times, both through your through your written word, but also through your podcast. I know that it's not easy, and it's a, it's mm-hmm. therapeutic for me. Really, I like to be able to get on and and just talk with cool people and meet random strangers from all over the world. I don't mm-hmm. know about you, but it's really opened up my uh, my channels of of communication with a lot of people. Yeah, it's really wonderful. But, you know, I want people listening to understand because I know what it you have to do. Melissa puts a lot of work into this. <laughs> it a takes lot. a lot of time and effort. And sometimes people don't understand that. Yeah, I don't think that a lot of people do. I have a, a like I'm all about efficiency, right? So people were asking me when I first started the podcast how to do it. And I put together this little spreadsheet of like how we do the podcast. It's me and and my editor and it's just the two of us and and I do the recording and find the guests and she edits it and publicizes it and it's a lot of work for the two of us for sure. And so we put this little thing together and on April Fool's Day we gave away a bunch for free. Um and I had a lot of people call me and go, "Oh my gosh, I had no idea that mm-hmm. this was so much work." <laughs> it, like, it is it's a ton. It and really that- is. Yeah. It's good. Well, where do you find your people and how do you, how do you decide who's going to be on your show? Speaking of podcasts. Well, I, uh, I very rarely interview others. Mm -hmm. And so, but I'm asked almost daily to, for people to be a guest. And so it's usually through if like I'm doing a podcast or, uh, people say, Hey, talk to Julie or people reach out to me. It's, I've got to feel a connection. I think that's the biggest thing for me. And, you know, I'm at the place in life, especially there's something very freeing for when you turn 50. It's like, you don't care. And I mean, <laughs> in the sense that it's not that you don't care, but you don't, 
sweat the small stuff anymore. It's like, you know what? You don't like me. It's cool. I'm moving forward. And so I'm at a point where I also don't want people who just take, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's very apparent to me when someone, they just want to get with my followers and people listen, they have no interest in promoting the podcast. And so when I do, I'm guests, I'm like, it, whatever. I was like, I'll write a review. I post it on social media. I put a link on my site. Like I want it to be a reciprocal mm-hmm. relationship. And that's really important to me. So that's something that has been really great about weeding out a lot because so many people are just like, what's in it for me? And I'm like, eh, I'm over 50. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I love it. I think that's important. And it's funny, you know, you, you spend your whole life worrying about what people think. And then once you don't care, you want to turn around and tell the people who are younger than you, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. But it seems like no matter what, we all have to learn that lesson, right? We all have to Absolutely. go through that mm-hmm. and, and decide when enough's enough. And, and and I'm terrified that you get on there by yourself and talk. I, that's intimidating to me. So bravo. Oh, really? Oh, you yes. could do that. <laughs> you wrote a book. You do a podcast. You could do that. I've done a few by myself. But then I end up laughing at myself that I'm talking to myself in the closet and <laughs> just rambling about things. But, but you know, I think that's awesome that you do that. It's got to be um, really helpful to a lot of people. It is. But, you know, it's. I was laughing. So I was working on something today. I'm like, oh, you need to hear this episode. Let's play it again for you because doing something out of guilt because I'm like, oh, I'm struggling with something and I don't want to do it. And I was like, hey, why don't you listen to your podcast? Because you need a refresher here. Yeah, there you go. See, I listen to mine every once in a while, too, especially if something I remember and it triggers. So it's definitely a good time. So if anybody out there is thinking about starting a podcast, do it. It's so fun. Julie and I both enjoy it. I know a lot of other podcasters who do. Um, There's some really simple tricks. And if you want a free copy of The Efficient Podcasting, happy to send it. Just send me an email. Julie, this was really fun. Um, let's close with how to find you, maybe the name or two of your books and where we can and where we can find them to buy. Awesome. So Julie Caraccio and the name of my business is Reawaken Your Brilliance. And you can find me at reawakenyourbrilliance.com. My books are on Google Play, Amazon on my website. So there's Clear Clutter Inside and Out, and then the journal prompt series, Clear Clutter Inside and Out and you can find all the book in the 21 day challenge and find them everywhere. Lovely. And we will put all of it in the show notes. So not to worry there. And Julie, I appreciate you being on. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Thanks for having me. Well, that wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening. I am so blessed to have so many cool people on this show and I really enjoy doing it. If you enjoy listening, please make sure you go and leave a review These reviews mean a lot in the podcasting world. It's kind of like our version of likes. It helps push the algorithms in the system so that more people can find the episodes and can find the show altogether. So any podcast you love, make sure you're leaving ratings all the time really means a lot to us. Hope to see you on my social media page at Efficiency B. We're going to be doing big things there over the next couple weeks, and I hope you check it out. Till next time. See ya.